This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. From baseball's top personalities, the great Chris Russo joins us once again, to the game's top players. Joining us is the All-Star, Matt Chapman with us. You never know what stories you're going to hear. If you make your way down here, I, I might be able to make some time and go out there and see the great Chris Townsend. This is A's Unfiltered with Chris Townsend. Now time for another edition of A's Unfiltered with Chris Townsend. We're going to have Mark Canna, Elvis Andrus, and we're going to have Jed Lowry. Mark Canna, we've nicknamed him Duct Tape. He can do so many different things for the athletics. Here is the A's outfielder. And Mark Canna joins us here on A's Cast Live. It's always great to have him on. How have you been? It's good to see you. Uh-oh. We had a little microphone malfunction. (laughs) (laughs) Uh it's good. I'm good. How are you doing, Tony? Uh, do, doing well. And, you know, it's uh, it's a situation where I, I talked about it last night. It just it is what it is in a season to where it's like all these games coming up are going to be like game sevens. you got to win these games if you want to get to the postseason. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a grind. we gotta we got to step it up a notch here and, um, you know, put it into fourth gear for, for this last stretch. You know, it's been a real interesting year for you. I mean, obviously, when you're hitting leadoff, the mindset is just get on base. And you had one of the best moments this year when you broke the record for getting hit, and you tipped your cap and no one knew what was going on. But now you've moved back in the order, and we've seen the power stroke come back. Do you think it's because where you moved down in the lineup? Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, I, th- I think it's attributed more to um, – finally an adjustment clicking i mean i was uh, struggling there for a little bit and when you're struggling you, you're constantly making adjustments and it's it's kind of about honing in and, and finding what's the right adjustment and, and i think i just found that on this last road trip and it kind of helped that we um we found ourselves in some hitter friendly ballparks and and that's that's always um makes it a little easier as well is it something like a certain at bat where it clicks or is it watching video? Like, 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 what is it? All of a sudden, you go, "Aha! I got it." It was, uh, it was in that Yankees series here at home, and um, I kind of, it was the last two at bats I had of that series was, uh, was a line out to center field, and I kind of felt something like I hit a ball off the end of the bat to center, and I was like, "Oh, you kind of," I felt myself pull off the ball, and I was like, "Oh, that maybe that's an underlying thing that you've been doing for a while now, so maybe you should." stay closed a little bit longer try to stay on the ball and make a concerted effort to to keep my front side closed to just to just be on the ball a little bit longer and then you know next at bat i hit a double and tony hits that home run and we have a great win there um but it was those two at bats where i kind of like something you know light bulb went off and i was like okay and then from there on out i was just kind of building on that while we were on the road and and working within those ideas and and trying to work with with staying closed and and it and it finally um some things started clicking so when when you go to certain ballparks and toronto obviously the ball flies is it yeah. just like does it, it help help your confidence knowing that oh yeah i i love hitting here 
Absolutely. Um, I mean, it, it's not enough to just hit the ball well in the air here in Oakland anymore. Um, it, you have to, you got to crush it to get it out of here. And it's been a frustrating year in terms of how the ball's been flying in this stadium, especially it's a little bit better now that it's warmed up a little bit. Uh, but early in the year, it was kind of brutal, honestly. Like some, some balls that really should be home runs are, are hitting off the wall and such. And, uh, yeah, when you go to a place like Detroit and you're just like, okay, if I just hit this ball pretty good into the air in right field, it's, it's going to be a homer mo more than likely. So, um, yeah, it's, it's everything for a hitter. When you get into a ballpark with a, that's hitter-friendly, you know the ball's flying a little bit, that, that helps a lot. Yeah, I know when you're doing well is when you drive the ball to the opposite field. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, that's something I've always said is like an indicator. It's something that that's always been a strength of mine. But when I lose that, and and you'll see a lot of like rollovers to the the left side of the infield. That's when you a sign that ah, you're, you're something's a little off. You need to start trying to figure out. And the the trick is is it's not as easy as just like trying to hit the ball over there. It, it kind of just comes when you start doing the right things then you notice oh okay now i have some juice to the opposite way i must be doing something right yeah you try and it, i mean i try and put it into different terms of different sports it's like if i'm if i'm hitting a golf ball mm -hmm. and i'm thinking about my swing the entire time i'm dead yeah right yeah. it's got to be just a natural feeling i mean talk about that yeah. like you can't overthink yeah yeah as soon as you start uh feeling for it is how we put it um things tend to slow down and, and get a little less explosive you gotta you gotta get in there and rip with uh you know everything i say everything has to happen uh dynamically so it has to happen athletically with movement you can't just put your foot down and be stiff or at least i can't um i've never had the ability to like really try to like slow down you gotta you gotta swing hard and so it's it's finding your swing with it with that aggressive mindset is the is the trick you know i know you don't get to see the broadcast right the tv broadcast yeah. but what they've done this year is they're showing us the win now you know as an outfielder oh, yeah. but it's like the win in this bowl mm -hmm. and sometimes it's blowing out a little bit to left but really blowing in hard from right but the wind yeah. changes here so much as yeah. you mentioned harder to hit it out but what's it even as an outfielder it's got to be tough yeah, it just swirls. It, it's really, um, it's unpredictable. I think Mount Davis, the wind kind of comes in here and, and just goes in a circle, I think, around the around the stadium. So um, no matter which way it's blowing, typically it's never just howling out because it's that, that exit for the wind is, is being blocked by Mount Davis. So, so the wind is just swirling around uh which means you, you just really got to hit it you got to hit it um through you're not getting any uh any cheapies unless you unless you hit it down the line somewhere that's that's your best bet to get a, a home run that's that's not a, a bolt is it ever consistent or like daytime's different nighttime the later it gets in the game is, is the wind just always different yeah i think so i it's hard to tell i it's consistent in that what I just said, like it, it kind of swirls and you, it's, it's consistently inconsistent. It's <laughs> uh, a good way to put it. Yeah. It, balls just do some weird things here. I mean, it, sometimes you see a lot of really hard, well-hit balls in the gaps just kind of get knocked down. Um, I think 
it, how, it the balls that are hit higher with higher go further. Um, it's really hard, I think, to hit low homers here. So like the low line drives that'll go out in some places tend to get knocked down here. And that's that's one thing that's consistent. And, and as an outfielder, it can make um, fielding or like reading those line drives a little bit tougher too, because they're, they're getting knocked down or they're, they're taking a turn halfway to you. They'll, in the air, they'll just like catch a seam and, and go to the left or go to the right. And, and that can make it a little crazy too. Let's end on this. You know, you've been here uh, a long time now, and I know what it means to you to be back at home. You know, your parents are so close. I live mm -hmm. in the neighborhood you grew up in, and mm -hmm. I've I've had uh, at San Jose Swim and Racket, there's a bunch of these old guys who've known you since you were a little kid, and they always ask me about you. Just how great has it been for you being in Oakland A, being at home where you went to Bellarmine, Cal? Mm -hmm. Just what has it meant for you in your career? It's, it's been amazing. Um, I love it here. My wife and I say the same thing. It's just this, the Bay Area feels like home. And um, we've actually really enjoyed this year uh, being in Oakland. We're, we've, we're living in Oakland as a family for the first time and uh, around Lake Merritt. And it's just, it's beautiful over there. Um, kids are at Fairyland all the time. We're, we're, we just, we love it here. Um, the fact that my family's here is really cool. We get to see them. My my parents get to see their grandkids. It's it's uh it's special. And and playing for the A's, you know, the fans are are so great to me. It's they treat me like a you know like a hero, like a true hometown hero, and that that makes me feel really good. Well, I, I can't thank you enough. You've always been great to us here on A's Cast Live. I, I, yeah. I hope you sign a long-term deal and you stay here for many years because you yeah. you got a lot of great baseball ahead of you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Tony. I, I, yeah, if I get to stay here, that would be a blessing, really. From one terrific veteran to another, what a year Elvis had as a shortstop. Sad the way the season ended, but he's always fun to have on the program. Elvis Andrews, who the shortstop for your Oakland Athletics, Athletics, I will never forget when you came to the A's. I think you were on vacation in Miami, and we had you on Zoom. Yes. And I thought that was, you know what, that was such a classy thing, and now we get to see each other in person here on the field. This is where we normally do the show. I always wanted to say thank you because you didn't have to do that. That was really cool. No, no, you're welcome, man. Uh, that was me, like you mentioned. You know, I just got traded, and. I know there's a lot of media here in Oakland wanted to talk, so it was it was a good time, you know. Even that I was in vacation, I always gonna have time for you guys. By the way, happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Thirty-two, huh? Thirty-three. Thirty-three. Yeah. Wow, you're I old. wish it was thirty-two. <laughs> <laughs> you know how it is now in baseball. If you're thirty, everybody thinks you're super old, so but you, uh, yeah, thirty-three, man. You know, I think about you and your career. You tormented us for so <laughs> many. That, that was one of the cool things about, you know, talk about someone who comes in in division. Like, you played really well against the A's for years. And it was like, we traded for Elvis. And it was like, the enemy coming to us was like refreshing how much you did damage against <laughs> us. What really was it like for you as a longtime – you grew up in that organization, right? You grew up – your family, your kids, your wife, the whole – what was it like coming here? Uh, it, was, it was weird for sure at the beginning. Uh, 
I didn't know how it was going to be or how I was going to react. Uh, but I think, you know, first day in spin training when I saw myself in green, uh, that's when, like, had things, to be weird. Yeah, that's when <laughs> things started hitting uh, to my brain. But, uh, I mean, besides that, I think the transition went really well. Uh, you know, I love the group, love the manager. Uh, you know, Bob has been, he always been that guy that I always, uh, play against and as a player you always knew how smart he was with all the move that they used to do uh back in the day so you know I always i remember i always uh thinking inside myself i would love to play for a person like him you know it's it's very weird to find manager like him there's not too many in the league so it's been a really uh, another dream come true you know being able to play for bob you know ha- having a child during the season is not easy right i mean obviously um what was what was that like i mean obviously having a child it's one of the greatest days of your life with 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 you and your wife but uh but i mean it's not easy right i mean (laughs) you're you're there for a couple days and you gotta go back to work tell us what that experience is like yeah well it's my second experience i got my my oldest uh you know he born in 2017 he was in july so it was literally in the middle of the season also, but... You need to start making this in the off-season. <laughs> <laughs> well, my daughter is, is in November, so she's in the off-season, but uh, it is tough, like you say. It is, it is tough because, uh, you know, as, as, as a father figure, you I need to be at home, you know, there for my wife, uh, helping her, especially, you know, being pregnant, having two running around, you know, kind of making her crazy, but, uh, you know, really glad of the, you know, my wife, Corey, she's... She's a bad, she's a bad person. Uh, I don't know how she do it. You know, we all three right now, but uh, it is tough for sure. But I mean, kids are the best, man. It's the best blessing. You know, and I, and I think about you know during that time also end up being Adrian Beltre as they are honoring him and retiring his number. And you guys are so tight. I mean, to think about all the years you had, the greatness that you. I mean, we witnessed it, right? We got to see it. <laughs> Uh, I know I know you had a prepared statement, but, you know, to not be there had to be tough because I know how much he means to you. No, for sure. I mean, there was only one way that I was not going to be able. And I knew I talked to him for the previous week uh, about my baby coming around that time. And, uh, I mean, he understood. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was a little – it was tough because I do wanted to be there. Uh, I was going to be talking during that ceremony. Uh, I have a lot of – I got a really good stuff going – that I wrote it down. <laughs> I have a lot of good stories for, you know, for all the fans and people yeah. that they didn't know. So I think maybe, you know, in a future reunion, fans will know about those stories. But, uh, yeah, he does mean a lot for me, you know, a lot for uh, to me and my family. So, you know, I, I know it went well. And, uh, you know, that's what matters. You know, for all of us who have played this game at whatever level, we understand that shortstop is a premier it's premier, right? The best athletes play shortstop. What does it mean to you that all these years you've played the premier position at such a high level and you've been doing it? And I know we talked about you. You change how you work out as you get older and your body changes, but you're still doing it at the highest level. What does that mean to you? Uh, it means a lot, man. Uh, I mean, it, it all goes from, you know, the love that I have for this game, uh, Shortstop is a position that I played since I was like five years old. You know, it's the only position that I play, literally. I don't know nothing else but sure. Uh, and I love it. I love it. Like you say, it's a, pre- it's a pre- uh, premier position, and I'm in literally every play. Uh, I got no 
no time to rest. I got no innings to just chill out and, and just go out there and be there. And that's what I love about playing short stuff. You have to be, no matter how good you're hitting or not, you have to be 100% uh, for defense. Uh, so, you know, I'm really blessed that I still can do it in, after 13 seasons. And, you know, I got to keep working hard because the game is getting younger. And uh, I have to show that, you know, I still can play that position every day. You really are going to go down as one of the very few guys who played every day for that long at that position. There's only so many people in the history of the game who have been able to play shortstop for well over 10 years at a high level. Just talk to us about when you play that position, you understand the pitcher, you understand what they're calling and the catcher and how they're how they're going after a hitter. People don't realize how cerebral you have to be to be a shortstop. Oh, for sure. That's what I'm saying. Like, we are literally in every single play in the infield. Shortstop have something to do. And, and I mean, besides the catcher, which I think is one of the toughest, all the toughest position, because he's like our quarterback. You know, he, he knows how to deal with every play in, in every position. But shortstop, you know, in center field, we're like, you know, we're on a line with the catcher, and we are the guys that we rely you know, we maintain our defense, uh, you know, 100% in our toes. Uh, and in this team, it's always been easy, especially when you have corners like Olsen and, and Chapman that make everything easier for the rest of us. Uh, it's kind of like a lot of fun. So, you know, I've been really blessed to play with a nice and, and a future Hall of Fame, third baseman in my career, and it's a lot of fun, man. I think that it just make it easier for me as a shortstop uh, and for everybody because they, they bring it every single day. And, and, you know, when you see guys like that, it, it make you play defense 100% too. I think about Matt Olson, and I think about how tall he is, his wingspan, his ability to pick it is the best in baseball. How much do you know that you – hey, as long as I field it and get it somewhere near that guy, <laughs> he's going to make the play. It allows you to be daring, right? Oh, for sure, man. Uh I haven't been able to play with a first baseman, you know, maybe like the couple last a couple of years with Guzman in first, which like you mentioned, they, they, they can reach. Their reach is unbelievable and they can pick the ball. But, yeah, when you have somebody like Olsen in first, man, it just it takes the, the throwing out of your mind, which is, you know, 50% of infielders. Uh, and you actually concentrate on get the ball and release it because uh, he's going to get it however. So, uh, it, it means a lot, man. He, I think, you know, he's one of the reasons why our infield uh, is being so great this year because when you just have to worry about catching the ball and not too much about making a perfect throw, you end up making a lot of good throws. You know, it's kind of like the, the the psychological part of the game. And, and you know, it's, I hear that all the time. I saw it from far, you know, when we play against Oakland. But now being here, uh, I can, you know, I can realize how, you know, guys are so good because, you know, you don't really have to pay attention or, or worry too much about what you're throwing to first. I've been waiting to ask you this question, by the way. So I think about being a shortstop, and they move you in a shift to where you're above second base or you're actually on the second base side. And I think the other day against the Mariners, to me, Lou Trevino made a good pitch, a changeup, and it was a ball that would have been directly out to you if you were normally playing short Bowers. Yeah. And if I, you know, thinking, I'm a former pitcher, right? So I think <laughs> about it and I go, I did my job. Yeah. I, I got a weak hit 
right to where shortstop would normally be. You as a shortstop, you were playing on the second base side. The ball was hit where you normally would be. What are you thinking during that point? Well, I mean, I'm literally one of a few guys that feel really uncomfortable doing all the shift because, like you mentioned, I mean, you play this game and, and, and as a pitcher, you always work on, you know, delivering the pitch that you want to, you know, locate your pitch, knowing that if you put it there, you're going to get the weak ground balls. You're going to get the easy out. And when that happened and then you turn and we all in the other side, you know, it's, it's, it can tell you how much the game has changed. So, I mean, it, it's, it's just about to make an adjustment. For the pitcher, know that everybody's in the other side, so you have to throw something to make people pull it pretty much. And for us, an infielder, just, you know, I don't really like when I'm playing in second base and somebody hit the ball, you know, to a shortstop where nobody is, but it's just the way it goes right now, man. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, I grew up, with another type of baseball than the one we're playing right now, offensively and defensively. We all did. <laughs> yeah. So it is, it is hard, man. It is hard for me, uh, especially playing defense, you know, react when I'm playing in second because I never play second. So now when I play second, people doesn't realize that, like, my reaction changed because I'm used to see the ball from the shortstop view. And now when I'm in that side, my body and my brain is like, where, like, where am I supposed to do, like, well, you know, what timing I need to have. So it's like things that like for the past few years I've been, I think it's been the toughest for me, and it's only defensively. Offensively, it's a completely different game too. Yeah, when you're up at the plate, I mean, you think about it. When we all grew up, they talked about hitting the ball back up the middle, <laughs> the right? Middle. Oh, in the four hole. And, and, and now there's a hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now there's guys there. But, you know, people ask me all the time because they know that I pitched back in college, and they all say, would you pitch to the shift? And I'd be like, no, I'd pitch to what I'm good at. Yeah. But yet, I want you to be where the shortstop <laughs> is when I throw my t- – like, yeah. it's, it's very tough. For, I mean, can you imagine as a – think about it, where you are and where they're telling you to be. But as a pitcher, do I pitch to the shift or do I pitch what I think I can get the hitter out? I mean, I think you have to be uh, – nowadays you have to you have to go 50-50, man. It's hard to, like, stay old school – because if you go all the school, the game, you know, has evolved. And you have to evolve with the game. But, uh, I mean, I think all good pitchers are going to always trust their stuff and, and trust themselves. And as long as you get out, no matter however you do it. But uh, it is, you know, right now baseball is changing a lot. And, and all the things that you used to work, you know, the stuff that I used to do when I was from minor league all the way to the big league, like you mentioned, you know, hit the ball through the middle. Like for me, hitting the ball in between first and second, He's like 90% hits, and this year I got so many balls. It's caught. like an easy <laughs> hit now. <laughs> now it's like now I have to hit the second base. That's a hit where, like, I always for so many years I tell myself hit, but, you know, don't hit to the second base. That's an now. So now that's a hit. So I have to, like, rewire, rewire my brain telling that, like, if I get a ground ball where it used to be an now, it's a hit, you know, nowadays. So it's just, you know, it's a change, but like I say, you know, it's – I, I'm not going to do anything positive, whining or, or, or arguing about it. You know, it's, I have to make that adjustment. And, you know, when I make that adjustment, then everything's going to go back to normal. So you changed your off-season regimen, and obviously it has worked. And we're, okay, you're 33 years old as of today. But the thing that you bring to this team is athleticism and your ability to steal bases. And I think of Starling coming in here and what he's been doing. 
just talk about for you how, man, you're 33, but let's go, man. You can still steal bases, and your athleticism is a huge part of, of who you are and what your game is. Yeah, for sure. I mean, being aggressive in the base uh, is always something that I take a lot of pride. Uh, you know, I, I love to study the game uh, when I'm in the bases, and I know how how big difference you can make, you know, by knowing or making a good running, you know, a base running change completely, can change a game. Uh, and it's happening this year, you know, when we're running the bases aggressive and, and you know, we're not having, you know, no, no fear. We're just going first to third, uh, second to home, trying to take opportunities. It gives you that extra run, you know, every single day. And, and I, you know, I love the way we're running the bases. Uh, nobody's afraid of getting out. We know that you're going to get out, but as long as you're aggressive and smart, uh, good things going to happen. And for me, it's, that's, you know, that's something that I always want to bring to the table. Uh, when I was with the Rangers and now with, with Oakland A's because I always, I'm a true believer there's a lot of, there's a lot of good things uh, when you run the bases. Uh, it's smart, but with no fear. And, I mean, this, this year has been, it's been that case. Two more for you. Uh, huge series against the Yankees. Talk to us about this four-game set, 35 games left, what this means for your ball club. I uh, think it's a key. Uh, this series is a key. Uh, that day off yesterday was it was perfect, man. We need it as a team. But uh, I think this is, I mean, so far I will say the most important series for us. Uh, uh, and it's not because who we play in is, I think, uh, time in the season. And, you know, it's a fourth season against a team that is in the hunt like us. So uh, it's going to be really key. I mean, I, I love that we're going to face a team that is, you know, in the hunt also. They, they have a lot of things to lose like us. So it's going to be an, an amazing series, and hopefully, you know, it goes in our way. You know, uh, last question here. You've been a great fielder. There's no doubt about it. The data says you've been a great fielder in your time. And I think about Adrian Beltre and watching him all those years, you know, watching him with the Dodgers, then to Seattle, Boston, Texas. We know what a great player is. He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. The guy we got here, this kid, and Matt Chapman, you know, two-time platinum. Forget gold glove. Two-time platinum. As much as I, I appreciate the game of Adrian Beltre, watching him, hell, before you were even the big leagues, I was watching him. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen anyone better than Matt Chapman athletically at third base. And I'm talking Mike Schmidt. Uh, you go Brooks Robinson. I mean, I mean, you played with two of the greatest third basemen of all time. When you look at Beltre, you look at Chapman. I mean, how do you view Matt Chapman? I mean, it is unbelievable. Uh, and, and I talked to Adrian uh, this year about it. Uh, and, like, he does remind me a lot of Adrian. Uh, but I'll say that, you know, probably Matt right now is like Adrian when he was younger, you know, when he was yeah. probably a lot, you know, a lot quicker. Uh, like Dodgers, you, Mariners. Yeah, like Dodgers, yeah. Mariners. Because uh, I do remember he used to be, like, a lot more explosive, you know, a third. Uh, and then when he was with us, he was still super superstar, but you know a, more, a lot more wise. You know, it wasn't as as crazy movement plus plus in there, but it was just you know like perfect. It was just like when you combine experience with like being smart and talented, it's just like like kind of like blossom something. That was Adrian, and like we we mad. It's it's unbelievable because how young he is and. I mean, how good that kid is, man. And he brings it every single day. That's something that, you know, he does remind me of a lot of similarity with Adrian because he loves to play every single day. Uh, offense don't matter for them. 
don't matter if they're like killing the ball or they're struggling at the play, their defense is always there. They play the game. Actually, they're all both better defenders when they were not hitting, which is unbelievable. And I think it's an amazing quality. Uh, but Matt, yeah, I think Matt has a better arm than Adrian. And, I mean, Adrian used to throw lower, but Matt, Matt arm is – I mean, I'll, I'll give them it's both. crazy good. I, I think as a glove, <laughs> of glove-wise, movement of glove. Uh, I mean, Adrian, he was an animal and a savage with, like, hard balls hitting to him. He never moved. Uh, and I don't think I haven't seen that. Out of, that's something that I know Matt will probably do in the future where he's like, you know, those – one chopper to like to him just sticking and no moving you know don't try to move and catch it just literally just hold like you know hold the ball i never seen that like adrian will never move no matter how hard he hit it he will stay there and caught it with his body whatever it is but the way chapman released the ball is is beautiful i can i can literally every time he get a ground ball i can literally just sit there yeah. and enjoy that beautiful line all the way to first base uh but, I mean, like I said earlier, I knew it. And, I mean, we're 100-plus game play with him. Uh, you know, I'm really blessed to play with two of the best. Top top five defensively third baseman in the whole history of the game. Totally. and The uh, history of the and game. the history of the game. Hey, and, you know what? We hate the Astros. You know, yeah, I mean, I oh, don't yeah, know. Yeah, we do. I, I, I do yeah. too. Yeah, 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 yeah. We were one of the first teams to turn them in, by the way. Yeah. We hate the Astros. Can't stand the Angels. Eh, no one cares about the Mariners. Yeah. Never hated you guys. You know why? Because, you know, you think about what your manager was and what he means yeah. in our heart. A uh, very good friend of our program. Yeah, you know, Wash. when it, it washes. One of the great human beings that has ever been a part of this game. And you know how long he was here. Oh, yeah. And brought back. Yeah. We always, God, I wish you guys would have won that World Series. Oh, I mean, yeah. you had two shots at it, but you should have beat the Cardinals. Same, yeah. We were rooting. You know, keep believe it. We were rooting for you guys. <laughs> I bet. I bet. I mean, Wash, Wash is, a, you know, he's, he's a great character. I mean, he means a lot in my career. He's one of the main reasons why uh, I got to the league, to league so young, but I was, like, so comfortable, like, he made me feel like I, you know, like I was part of the team since day one. It's been training, and, and, you know, he never made me feel like a young player, like a rookie. Uh, I was always, you know, Elvis for him, and, you know, even until the last game that he managed me, he always was the same guy. He got my back in goods and the lows, uh, and, and, and as a player, that's, you know, it's really hard to find that nowadays. Uh, but, yeah, man, those, those years were unbelievable, and, and like you mentioned, I, I heard that from a lot of teams. Like, like usually the team on top, you hate them. You know, you you hate facing yeah, them. Yeah, we're rooting for you but guys. But a lot of people, when they played <laughs> us, they were they were really hate that. They were like, we kind of hate you guys because you're kicking everybody's ass. But, like, yeah. you guys having so much fun. It's hard to hate you guys. So, And, I mean, that's that's what our clubhouse was, you know. And he, he started from Wash. You know, he, he bring the – being loose and, and chill and just give you 100%, taking care of your job, don't worry about the rest, good things going to happen. And that's, that's, that's until this day, that's why I still, even that, I mean, this year I feel like I haven't had the season that I, ha that, that I wanted. I still got one more month, so I always trust myself uh, to end up where I'm supposed to end up. But I'm going to always give the best, enjoy the game, man, because you never know when it's going to take off. So, you know, that's, that's what I always tell the guys. Enjoy, even in the worst. And when you're not doing that the best, find a way to have joy in this game because 
you're gonna it's gonna be more bad than good times but as long as you have that perspective where like any time is good i mean that's that's where the joy you know that's where the joy comes and that's where the love and the passion comes well you guys are done with bp you gotta go i could talk to you all day and, <laughs> and one of the reasons why is you're a great professional thank it's you a, it's the highest honor that anybody could say what a great pro you've been and it's an honor to have you here with the Oakland Athletics. Thank you so much for your time. All right, man. Get us in the playoffs, my man. Let's go, man. Thank you. The great great Elvis Andrus right here on A's Cast Live. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Elvis is your shortstop. Jed Lowry plays second. You know, we had no idea what Jed was going to be able to do for the athletics this year. We had no idea. But he stepped in and looked like Jed Lowry. And for a guy that hasn't played in two years, he's had a pretty good year. Here is Jed Lowry. Well, one of the great things about being able to do the show here, we can go from Billy Bean to Jed Lowry like that, like boom. Are you kidding me? How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. You know, we're just talking off the air, and I I just think about what the Bay Area means to you in your life. I mean, you got a great education at Stanford. You Mm -hmm. played on some great teams there. Mm -hmm. I think about your run here, your wife, your family, just – there's something about Jed Lowry in the Bay Area that just works. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I mean, it's uh, it, it's it's been good to me, and um, you know, I think uh, you know a lot of the people involved in the A's organization they um, you know see the see the game the same way I do, and and appreciate the you know what I can bring to the table, and um, so I you know I'm very grateful for the opportunities I've gotten here. Yeah, and I think about you know what you went through. I mean, obviously, it's brutal not to play for two years. You know, it's your it's your career. It's it's rehab and socks. Surgeries are terrible, but you're healthy when you play for the A's. And just just speak to what it means to put on that uniform and and what you've done for this organization three different times. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, listen, I I've you know had unfortunately had my you know share of injuries yeah. here too, right? Like I I ended up getting foot surgery when I was here, and I you know I've I've uh, I've missed a few games, but I've certainly had the longest stretch um healthy here and um you know I, I really appreciate all the work that goes in behind the scenes for you know all the uh, all the people all the training staff oz the massage guy um you know they they do such a great job and so um it, it really allows me to do my job you know i and i i think we just talked to billy bean about this about continuity the continuity around here is so different than a lot of Forgets his baseball. I mean, mm. a lot of organizations where we talk NFL, NBA, NHL, just talk about how that, you know, that continuity, it's just, it always seems like home. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I think, uh, you know, particularly with the, uh, you know, the front office and, and then with Bob and, um, you know, they've, they've kind of created a culture here. Um, and I think Bob in particular that is just allows players to, excuse me be themselves and uh allows them to get the most out of uh out of themselves and so i, I think uh you you got to tip your hat a lot to bob and the and the culture that he's uh he, he's allowed blossom here what we've always loved about your game is, is the approach and in a world where we're 
three true outcomes, right? Home sure. runs, walks, strikeouts. Sure. That's not you. Mm-hmm. You're about putting the ball in play. You're mm-hmm. about making great contact. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much do you talk to the younger hitters about, hey, listen, striking out's not cool. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. got to stop doing that. Yeah. No, I, I mean, listen, I, I – <clears throat> I, I subscribe to that, you know, like three true outcomes a little bit, right? Like in the sense that, you know, driving the ball is definitely valuable, right? That OPS, it, it, it doesn't lie, but it also doesn't tell the whole story. Um, so I, I think it's, to me, um, it's about having consistent at-bats, right? Like knowing who you are as a hitter, learning who you are as a hitter, and being that guy every single day. And, you know, I, I think uh, that's that that's where you get the, the most productivity out of yourself is is when you know who you are. And, you know, if you have a guy like, uh, you know, if I if I hit a ball well, it's going to go out. Right. But if I go up there and I try to hit a home run every single pitch, um, that's not going to be successful, you know, for someone like myself. And so I think it's it's about making, like you said, quality contact as consistently throughout the season as you can. Think about back to your days at Stanford. <clears throat> And all the way through your professional career, yeah. just how velocity has truly changed in your career. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, it's it's almost indescribable. Um, even to the start of my big league career, uh, you know, that was uh, even 14 years ago. And I think the average, you know, fastball velocity was right around 90, maybe, maybe 91. Now we're talking average velocities 93 plus. Um, you know, that doesn't sound like a huge jump, but you know, that's, that's astronomical in terms of an average, uh, average velocity. So, um, you know, that part of the game has, has changed. Um, you know, you, you never get that guy or, or very rarely do you get that guy who's, you know, just turning the ball over and just trying to get the weak contact. Those guys are now being evaluated and being paid on missing barrels and spin rate. And so it's, you know, the, the pitching philosophy has changed a lot. Like, what's your approach when you're come up to bat and you know this guy throws 100 miles an hour? Yeah. Well, I mean, to like I said, that, that's that's where you know my approach uh, being consistent. It doesn't really change, right? Like, I I'm looking for a pitch that I know I can hit, and I'm trying to hit it as hard as I know that I can, right? And that depending on the the pitch that I'm given that particular at bat, because you don't always get a good pitch to hit at the big league level. Um, you know, these guys are the best in the world. You know, you're you're basically looking for mistakes, and sometimes you don't get it. Um, so. You know, when you do get a pitch that you can hit, you're looking to hit it. You're looking to hit it hard. And to me, that that means, you know, a, a barrel um, squared up. Thirty-four games left. Yep. Three really, you know, some some late inning losses ha- yep. have been tough. What's it like sure. in the clubhouse right now? No, I, I think uh, I think we all understand the uh, the position that we're in, um, and I think guys are still confident in our uh, everybody in that clubhouse. And, you know, listen, the way we started out this year and the way we bounced right back with that long winning streak, this team knows uh, what we're capable of. And so we, you know, we just need to find our groove again. And um, I, I think uh, I think we're going to be right where we want to be. It's kind of been crazy. The American League, everybody is streaky, right? Yeah, it's like very like, much so. Like, look how streaky the Yankees are. But right. if you but, went before that Field of Dreams game, they were in full-on panic mode. No, I mean, it's they, been streaky, it was, everybody. Yeah, no, I mean, it was uh, – you know, panic mode there, right? Like everybody was uh, ready to write them off for the whole year. And, you know, what, 12 in a row now that these guys have won and, you know, everybody's everybody's singing their praises. So, you know, things change on a dime. That's why, you know, I love our, our kind of theme this year of ride the wave, right? Because 
um, you know, in the clubhouse, we can't we can't live the highs and lows too much. We we just kind of have to uh, go about our business on a daily basis, and um, you know, like I said, just ride that wave. So riding the wave, uh, when you have stepped up for the free throw, yes. Okay, so it's the Chicago Bulls theme. Mark <laughs> Michael Jordan. It's the uh, fog that, machine. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. How is Jed <laughs> done with the free throw? I I think I, I think I'm one for three. So not not too good, but uh, you know, percentage wise on the baseball field, I'll take a one for three any day at the free throw stripe. That's uh, that's not good. But but there's a lot of distractions. There's uh, you know guys <laughs> in your face. I remember the first one I shot. I there was so much fog you li- i literally couldn't even see the rim um so you're just going you're just going off of feel so um yeah I, that's not the one i made i can tell you that much well i you know how different has the game become think yeah. about it yeah when you first got in the game and now yeah. you're, now you're shooting free throws yeah. in a locker room yeah no that, that's like i said that that's where you know the the culture um you know that that bob has has built and like i said allowed to blossom here um that that's what that's what makes this game fun right like we have very high expectations um we hold each other accountable um you know we expect to perform well and to play well but then we're still going to have fun doing it you know i remember the first interview you did with us mm-hmm. we were outside we were in i that remember that ticket in booth. that booth yeah. yeah yeah and since then i'd say you're one of my favorite days of all time what, what you've you. done for our franchise thank you uh just not as a player but as a class act as thank a leader you. i know how much melvin loves you um no matter, you know, I don't know how much longer you're going to play, but you're always going to be in Oakland, a, and this fan base loves you. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that, and, and I really can't, you know, express how, how much the, the A's mean to me, uh, and I take a lot of pride in that because a lot of, um, you know, really good players, some of the best players to play this game um, has put have put on an A's uniform all the way back to Philadelphia, to Kansas City, and now here in Oakland. Well, you're a class act. We always appreciate the time. Good luck today. All right, thanks. Well, we'd like to thank these A's veterans, Mark Canna, Elvis Andrus, and Jed Lowry. You've been listening to A's Unfiltered with Chris Townsend. Now back to A's cast powered by iHeartRadio. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.